In breaking news, the hosts have voted, the ballots have been tallied, and with a four votes to two majority, AFB will stay in the podcast union. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 227, for the week of Wednesday, the 29th of June, 2016. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Scott. Eddie. And Justin. This episode is brought to you by Bam Kapow and Davy Boy's Toys and actionfigureblues.com. Tonight, our toys of the week are the Jada Toys Batman vs. Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman diecast figures, and our discussion topic is a toy breakdown of the DC Collectibles DC Icons Series 3 action figures. gentlemen are you uh, happy to still be a member of the podcast union i'm thrilled yes yeah excellent yeah. excellent <laughs> just <it's not> so <laughs> sure. yep yep now, we'll now I'm, I'm going to google now that i've decided i'm going to google what is the podcast union that's yep. right that's yep. right because that's i hear that's the order yeah. that you do it in yeah yeah so. something about tariffs or something i yeah. can't remember or oops yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah something like that anyway but how are we guys good Good. Yeah. And it is, yeah. I'm good. I'm I'm just trudging along. I'm good. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think I think Justin came out on top of that one. So, how you going, Mr. J? Not too bad. I uh, caught up with um last week's show today. I heard Eddie talk about how he went and saw Warcraft last week. Ah, yes. So, I actually went to see it last Saturday night at the time of this podcast and mm-hmm. my son and I had been Watching the previews in earnest, I, I haven't played one second of the game, so we're just going on the previews alone. Going, oh, this looks pretty cool, you know, for eight year old and father to tag along. So we're about twenty minutes to out the door, and um, my wife goes, "Oh, can uh, can we come?" Meaning her and Miss Thirteen, Miss Fourteen, <laughs> and we're saying, "Well, this is not really a movie for you, I don't think. So maybe you should." Have a look at this, and I went. No, nah, we're fine. We're bored. We'll just come along. So we get to the <laughs> we get to the movies, and the seating order is uh, me, my son, my daughter, and my wife. And so Eddie will know the first ten minutes of this movie. <laughs> it's a bit full on. <laughs> so <laughs> boy and I are watching, going, "Oh, yeah, this is cool, cool." And I look, at, I look down the aisle, <laughs> and I see the look of disgust on my wife and daughter's <laughs> face as they first turn slowly to each other. And then turn back and look at me <laughs> in the shadows, and I'm just sending a wave down, and I put their hands up like I told you. <laughs> so then I'm getting Chinese whispers. How long does this go for? <laughs> Pass it back two hours, I think. <laughs> and the message comes back. Really? <laughs> yes, two hours. <laughs> Well, so that's what people are doing when, when they're texting in the movies. They're actually <laughs> asking their spouse all these questions about how long they've got yes. to put up for. So yeah. did they hang it to the end or did they go get a hot chocolate or something? 
No, no, they, they hung in there. It was actually a packed uh, cinema. Um, it was uh, chock or bot. It wasn't. There wasn't a seat to be had. So, um, and, and what was the final verdict going from left to right? I, I, I liked it. <laughs> I didn't love it. Um, it was okay. I thought some of the um, battle scenes were good, especially from far away. They looked pretty awesome. They looked like the gameplay um, from the wide shots and, and high shots. But you know, it's a pretty simple story, and some bits don't really fit together. But you know, an eight-year-old's level of uh, thinking and, and mine, so I'm probably about the same. We we liked it. We walked out with smiles and, and the other two were not too happy. <laughs> that is the worst movie I've ever seen and blah, 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 blah. I, I'm actually finding I was a bit in the majority there with Warcraft. I thought visually it was stunning, but, yeah, the story oh. really left me um, hurting. But then I've had the opposite. Like I just went and saw... Uh, Independence Day 2 the other day yeah. and everyone is ripping that film apart and I actually didn't mind it. I thought it was better than the original don't, don't, one, don't which I wasn't a big one. fan of. No, no, you, can, you can't say that. You can't say it's better than the first one because the first one is a piece of crap. So Yeah, I agree with there's, that. There's nowhere that's, to go but up. That's Yeah, <laughs> I actually I'm not a big fan of the first one, but looking at this, I was like, you know what, they did all the things that a sequel should actually kind of do to improve on where it was and it wasn't a high bar but i was not expecting anything at all and i came out going like oh that wasn't as bad as it could have been but everyone else seems to be hating it i think about roland emmerich when i clean up after the dog and walk around the yard every time i pick something up it's like (laughs) godzilla independence day moon 44 it's just day after i'll go see the new one like i think um uh, with, with no expectations except that, you know, a bit of fun. So, But, but you're a disaster film fan, so you enjoy, you know, I mean, one of the, the things you'll enjoy is seeing, you know, things blow up, arcs yeah. and things getting blown up. So Absolutely. there's something for you at least. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's all right. I don't know why I'm a disaster film fan, but I'll tell you one, I'll tell you a disaster film that um, has grown on me a bit. I hated it the first time I saw it, but San Andreas, um, <laughs> like, it just, like, it's so, it's, I know they're all implausible, but San Andreas is so implausible. It's just like, but on the small screen, it actually works a bit better because the characters are actually, there's some really good characters in it, um, yeah. like supporting characters that you really care about and the, you know, not bad acting from some of the kind of teen kid actors. And yeah. and, and on yeah. the um, on the small screen, because I watched it in a hotel a while ago or something, and I was like, oh, this actually isn't as bad as, you know, when I was throwing things at the screen. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just, know, I was yeah. thinking when Ben said that, oh, you're a disaster film uh, fan, Scotty. I was like, yeah, Scotty always talks about San Andreas. That's like his favorite. <laughs> like whenever I see that film advertised anywhere or on DVD, I always think of Scotty. And now, and then you're like, you know what film I don't mind is San Andreas. I've never said I liked it before. I think you've brought no, it up on the podcast, I, I, though. I've like, this is like the seventh time you've mentioned that movie. No, the last is, time I talked about it, I was saying how awful I thought it was. Yeah, but you, yeah. you tend to bring it up a lot. I do, the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, um, the, that, I think, that's I the think rock you one. You talked about it yeah, more the rock than the rock, yeah. people actually yeah. went and saw it here in Australia. Yeah. It's good eye candy, that film, because, I mean, The Rock is Mr. Charisma. Carla Gugino is still pretty oh, dumb. Yeah, oh, boy, yeah. oh, boy. She's yeah. out there with Molly Ringwald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the thing that got me about that that movie is that it's a bit like um, 2012 where 
you know, like everything, there's so many coincidences that lead to them surviving, you know, like, you know, she, she, in um, San Andreas, when she's in the skyscraper restaurant with Kylie Minogue and yeah, spoilers and, and like, you know, every other person dies and she ends up on top of the rubble and, you know, like that sort of stuff. You're like, Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what else has been happening, Eddie? Other than uh, Independence Day, the sequel. Uh, well, I tried to balance my movie karma by going to the Scorsese exhibit is on in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. At the moment. Yeah. And I actually, if anyone gets a chance to go to it that's a fan of cinema, I highly recommend it because there's not as many costumes and props in there as you would think, but there's a ton of an absolute ton of scripts and storyboards and production notes. And I really could have just spent all day in there reading all these different scripts, notes, and they actually have like uh, Robert De Niro's uh, taxi driver script in there oh, and reading cool. like the little notes that he wrote in the margins and pieces like that is just extremely fascinating as a fan of cinema. So that was that was the highlight of my week that was mainly working, working, and uh, popping into Big W to see how their toy sale <laughs> stuff was doing. That's toy uh, yeah, I did um, that as well. I picked up the uh, 66 Batmobile with the two figures, yeah. which I thought was pretty cool. Nice. 98 bucks. Yeah. How much was it? 98. Okay. Because I, I, I saw that it came with the two figures as well. Mm. I don't think that one actually hit in my area. I don't remember even coming across yeah. i saw it advertised but yeah it didn't come across mm. it <sighs> hey you know just Good stepping time. back to taxi driver taxi mm. drivers um in my uh, my top 10 uh list of movies that I, I saw when i was really really you know when i was much much younger and just completely detested it and didn't enjoy it at all and then many 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 years later watched it again and really really liked it mm. like i just didn't appreciate what i was watching at the time yeah and glad mm. I gave it a glad I gave it another go. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had that recently with uh, the Godfather. First time I watched it, I was just bored out of my mind. Oh, this really? Time I could actually, yeah. This time recently, I watched it. I was like, okay, I can I can get it. It's still yeah. kind of boring, but it it's it's a Nazi film. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> it, I can appreciate it in that level. I enjoyed it on that thing. But uh, my bucket list includes some. Um, 2000 and what a space odyssey i'm gonna finish that film one day oh my <laughs> i've had about three attempts and i've never gotten through it oh, it will not be so the only cool. time we're talking about that film in this podcast i don't know what about you mr scotty what's been happening uh i exercised my um uh it's enough for me democratic compulsion to have to vote and not get fined um today early <laughs> ah. <laughs> so mm. Um, for those that might know, in Australia, we have a federal election coming up in a week. And also in Australia, we have <laughs> compulsory voting, um, yes. which means that you anyone over 18 has to be registered to vote. And if you are registered and you don't vote, you can get fined. And so today, um, at the place where Miss 15 coaches and plays basketball they had an early voting center and i was like hmm so i went and uh they said are you entitled to vote early and i said yes <laughs> you don't have to explain why so my reason would have been because i want to and 
Um, so I did. So yay! And um, <laughs> my goodness, the new the yeah. new Senate um, ballot where you, you used to be able to just vote once above the line or number everyone. And now you have to choose at least six. And I'm sorry, there are not six political parties in Australia that I want to give mm. my preferences <laughs> to. So when I got down terrifying. to number six, I'm like tossing up between, hmm, Jackie Lambie or the Australian Sex Party? Hmm. Mm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was very Yes. I, it's I, pretty terrifying because I, I always used to go below the line just because I, um, I used to work backwards. I used to start with all the uh, the people I didn't want. To, to have a chance, so I'd number them last and then work my way backwards to number one. So I um I'd like it in my area. Everyone hates turning up on voting day, so they all line up and do the early votes. Oh yeah, and then so on voting day, I can just walk straight in, vote, and walk out because everyone did <laughs> the early voting. With oh, that's funny. Massive lines, yeah. yeah. It's well, gone the opposite. Where I um work, that we moved offices recently, and in our old building, we used to have a early voting center in the underneath that that was always there. So that was always handy. Um, So yeah, but anyway, I think I I wonder, I think it's going to be hard for people to really do that Senate thing properly because we're not, you know, I'm not well educated enough on what the minor parties stand for. Mm. So, you know, kind of going, Oh, that sounds okay, but they could be crazy. Hmm." Yeah. That's right. I uh, I did see a comedian this week talking about um, the the pre polling and, and people you know voting early and you're only really meant to vote early if you think you you know you might be travelling or you might yeah. be in a hospital or just unable to get to a thing but yes. people are just taking advantage of it because they want to get it over and done with and the comedian was talking about how um, insensitive those people are because it um, it wreaks havoc on the voting day sausage sizzle industry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is, you know, a staple at just about every voting uh, establishment. Funny because I was then talking to one, a a set of parents that I know through basketball watching one of the games, and the wife was saying, oh, I would love to do that, but my husband, um, like, is a – election days are like his Christmas, and so he plots out, like, you know, which ones we're going to go to. Like, we only vote once, of course, but, you know, know, he he goes to multiple ones for the – you know, sausage, sausage sizzles in the, the cake stall. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cupcake. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, you well, know, what, we'll, go th- we'll go there for breakfast because they've got a really good. <laughs> what you do, if you need to vote early, then just go to a Bunnings and get a sausage yeah, sizzle. Exactly. Out the front there right. and get the truth. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, yeah. I actually am going to be interstate on the day of the election. So it wasn't, it wasn't yeah. actually just like. Should we explain what a sausage sizzle is? Is that going to sound probably like should, a weird... People might be. Yeah. Kind of grasping their grains and going ow right now. Yeah. <laughs> Ew! <laughs> it's just a sausage and a piece of bread, and that's Australian cuisine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we gave we to call the rest that of the fine world. Dining. Yeah, not even like a fancy roll or anything. No, no. It's literally just a slice of bread and tomato yeah. sauce. That's it's always that crappy that thin sandwich bread too. Oh. Yeah, it has to yeah. be Coles bread or Woolworths bread. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that's the uh, political segment over and done with for uh, this yeah, week's and the cinema segment podca- <laughs> podcast. I think perhaps uh, we should get things started with some articulated news. And now you can build your own King Kong with these challenging King Kong model kits. You need no glue, no special tools. Just snap together and paint it, and you have a realistic model of Kong fighting the giant snake. 
or for a real challenge, build King Kong on top of the Twin Towers. When you're finished, they make a great addition to any kid's room. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. And articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toy news service. These are just the stories that relate to the things we're interested in and have caught our eye this week. And Scotty, you're kicking us off. I sure am, and I'm kicking us off with the Muppets. Yeah! Um, So Diamond Select has uh, announced the Series 3, or Wave 3, sorry, of the Muppet Select figures, which I think I'm the only person on the show collecting because I can't afford Palisades um, (laughs) eBay prices. I'm collecting them. Oh, you are? So this comes with – there's three different sets. I'm really excited because Rolf is my favorite Muppet, and Rolf is in this set, and he comes with Crazy Harry – who looks suitably crazy, and a mana mana guy, um, which I personally would like to army build, so I'm disappointed. <laughs> one, I think, great. And then there's another set that comes with Floyd Pepper and Janice, who looks awesome. And then the last set is um, Miss Piggy with Fufu and a penguin. I can't mm. say I'm as sold on the Piggy as the other ones, but it might just be the promo art that we're seeing. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she looks that bad. Yeah, oh. I think Piggy is a hard one to get yeah. down likeness wise well, because of the hair, and yeah. she's always and, changing her hair anyway. So, and the series one Palisades one is actually not that good. Mm. Okay, so cool. So yeah. these are um, on the way shortly, I believe. So that's exciting. Um, although series two hasn't come out yet, so they can't be that soon. Yeah. Um, do you know? Do they um, price wise? Do they scale up with say, you know, the Marvel select figures? Are you paying in the same ballpark? Or I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're Because they are the, quite small, aren't they? They are. But it's pretty much the same packaging for them. It is yeah, the same Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. If they just sort of went alongside, you know, Van Helsing and, I don't know, Juggernaut or something. Well, they do. They come with a, tr- a, a generally come with a truckload of accessories or, mm. pack, you know, pack-ins as well. So I suppose while they're smaller, you're getting you know, two or three characters plus um, a good whack of accessories per thing. Yeah. So, and it'd be a fair bit of tooling involved to do all that. So that would put the price up for sure. Yeah. Um, if these are not your thing price point wise or whatever, then you can get the series three of the Muppet show mini mates. And this has got a Kermit, and, uh, sorry, Kermit as Constantine, it says, um, with Patrol Bear Fuzzy, Floyd Pepper and Janice, again, go together, and then also um, Zoot and Lips, and then there's a newsman with Peppy the King Prawn. <laughs> um, so I have to say, and I know we've said this before, that I, there's something about the Muppets mini-mates that don't quite come uh, together yeah. for me. Yeah. <laughs> that newsman in particular... There's something oh, not quite right there. I'm not feeling any love for Kermit here. He's got a, um, no. you know, whoever smelt it, dealt it look on his face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's, that's Constantine. That's not that, right. Oh, you're Sorry. right. That is Constantine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, completely different, for sure. 
I'm mm. sticking with mm. <laughs> sticking with no. mini mates. Yeah, sticking with mini mates. There is a new wave of Marvel Now mini mates, and this is pretty Spider-Man oriented with a little bit of Wolverine <laughs> thrown in just for fun. There is a Miles Morales Spider-Man. Invincible Iron Man, Old Man Logan, Spider-Gwen, Wolverine 2, that's the Laura Kinney version, Deadpool 2099, Venom Space Knight, and a rare one-per-display silk. One-per-display. Why do they keep doing this? I don't know. <laughs> so they, this is a thing, because Toys R, Toys R Us carry these in the States, they do the thing with these... Mini Mate waves where they have one swap out character. So the uh, Deadpool um, 2099, I think, comes with either Space Knight or Silk. So mm. just to make you buy more, basically. I'm mm. happy to see uh, the Laura or New Wolverine just because that series has been written by Australian Tom Taylor. So it's nice that. A representation oh. and character his writings out there for local sake. Do you know what? Yeah. Sorry, I have I've misrepresented something here. No. These are not two packs. These are actually individually packed, blind bagged. Ah. Oh. And one of yeah. the I, I agree with one of the comments in this article that I'm reading this from that says whoever decided that we needed blind bag blind packed mini mates is a genuinely bad person. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not me either, even though the uh, comment is attributed to Ben. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. I so mean, they, these are all, you know, quite valid characters in the scheme of things. At least they're not um, rehashing stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, not, not being a real current reader of the comics, that I do not know who Silk is. The oh, Dan just... Slot Spider yeah. character. Just someone that was introduced in Amazing Spider-Man and kind of just took off, basically. Okay. So. I know we're getting a Marvel Legends of her, so. Yeah. Her, um, her actual introductory story is not that great, but uh, apparently her solo book has been uh, actually quite good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm enjoying the new Wolverine title. Um, mm. quite, yeah. No, these are all pretty cool, except for the whole blind bag thing, because yeah. I'd probably just get the Deadpool and send it to Eddie. So Yeah. yeah. Yep, yeah, sure. our first Deadpool 2009, isn't it? So hopefully more toys of that to come. Okay. Right. Uh, sticking with Minimates, but going back to the traditional two packs, we have Wave 70 of Marvel Minimates is a Doctor Strange wave, and this looks like it is uh, mostly Doctor Strange movie figures, but we have Doctor Strange with the Ancient One, and this is the Tilda Swinton controversial um, non-Asian version. Um, Mordo with Caecilius. I don't know who that is when he's at home. Mm. Um, Stephen Strange with Christine Palmer and Wong and Zealot. So there you go. Do you know if you had have taken Doctor Strange out of that um, promo shot, Photoshop yeah. out, I would not be able to name any of those characters. No. I would, if you said, look, can you can you tell what pop culture? Uh, uh, you know, entity these yeah, are from. I have no idea. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, but there you go. It's nice that the movie is getting some merch already. 
And if you are more of a Doctor Strange traditionalist, then there is a new line of PVC figures from Diamond Select um, coming called the Gallery PVC figures. And this is a really nice-looking classic Doctor Strange uh, statue. Um, So this is something that's going to go in scale with the Femme Fatale figures, the PVC figures. Um, So it's really nice to see um, stuff happening in this sort of uh, price point because Mm. that is a bit more detailed and more comic accurate because there are, you know, both from a a scale and display (sighs) point of view, you you could have quite a few of these and not take up massive amounts of room. And also, um, I mean, it's obviously trying to get in on the Kotobukiya action because they've done so Mm. well in this sort of scale but then also of course you know the price point as well is not it's not um polystone statue prices um this is going for 40 dollars us so that's excellent i know i I really like this i mean too yeah Mm -hmm. i'm 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 down for this i think i think because i've been looking at the um carol danvers uh, well uh, captain marvel femme fatale um, I don't know if it is a femme fatale or if it's just a diamond with a new thing that they're doing and thinking, that's actually really nice. I quite like that. So if they're going to do male characters as well and you can do a bit of a, you know, display of things, then I'm in mm. because, you know, I think that's I really love fun. how uh, they've attached his cape to the base, the, the eye of Agamotto base, yeah. and they've got him floating so his feet aren't actually touching the base. Oh, yeah. It's it's really, really good looking. Yeah. And that, that's the thing I think that um, Kodobikiya – has demonstrated with the Bishojo stuff is what you can do with um, PVC that um, and and when you don't have the kind of weight to deal with mm-hmm. of um, it'd yeah. be a, you know it's it's really clever so yeah. I, I'm keen for this this will be out in November 2016 so I'm not very far away very nice all right well I have some news as well and I'm kicking things off with the uh, nobody asked for this segment of news <laughs> and it is the hot toys stormtrooper uh gold chrome version and this is the 2016 convention exclusive doesn't actually mention which convention um actually sure, no no it doesn't but <clears throat> apparently it's exclusively available through sideshow and shanghai downtown disney Oh my! Uh, if you, you know, happen to live in the vicinity, um, if you are keen on this, don't panic because I think pretty much every uh, Hot Toys convention exclusive that gets released becomes available through other channels. Um, I remember getting up very early in the morning to order the the Hot Toys um, uh, Snake Predator um, because it was a sideshow exclusive through hot toys and that ended up absolutely everywhere. So yeah, yeah. don't panic. Um, <clears throat> this is just a reuse of the existing stormtrooper mold. I mean, it, it looks very fancy and everything, but, um, it looks like the sort of thing that would be sitting on the dashboard of a gangster's car. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> it's just got that, funny. that bling effect. Um, so yes, it's a stormtrooper, but instead of white armor, he has, Gold chrome armor. Have we had a silver chrome? Uh, I think we did. Stormtrooper. Mm. Yeah. So I'm thinking the silver would be much more effective than the gold. I'm I'm actually pretty sure we did. Like it probably was about a year ago. Mm. Now, huh. because I I remember 
because episode seven wasn't out yet, there was a little bit of confusion between that and Phasma herself. But yeah, I think we have gotten. Yeah. But yeah. Right. Well, this one will set you back two hundred and twenty dollars. Could do a cool C three PO custom trip. Mm. <laughs> All right. In other news, um, in news that surprised nobody. Uh, Hot Toys also announced that we are getting an Episode 7, Han and Chewie. So it's, uh, yes, as you'd expect, Han Solo looking um, rather aged. In fact, he's very, very aged. I don't remember him looking quite that old in the film. <laughs> but um, The one thing I actually took away from this this new Han and, and Chewie was that um, I really like that new Chewbacca, which is uh, unfortunate. Yeah, uh, I think they've uh, they've taken the opportunity to fix the colouring on his face. Like we, yeah. Scott, when you and I reviewed um, these guys, um, you know well, that was one of the main feedback that that Chewie's face just didn't look right, um, and I think they've actually managed to correct it here. So yeah, you're right. <clears throat> yeah, he's got much better colouring in the face. Um, I think you're looking at about five hundred and twenty dollars US for the set. Uh, mm-hmm. Of these guys, you can buy them individually, uh, or you can buy them as a set. Keeping in mind that the the set will most likely not just be the two boxes stuck together. This will actually come as a um, uh, a specific tailored packaging to fit the two of them in. So some really cool stuff. We're getting some thermal detonators, and looks like some pretty good articulation on Chewie squatting down, holding a thermal detonator. Um, Star Killer themed bases, and yeah, they look pretty good. Is this something that you will buy? Um, I probably won't. Um, yeah. I think if I could find Chewy for a good price, I'd be tempted to actually get him and swap him out with my existing one. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think even the, the position of the mouth is actually a lot better than uh, yeah, the first one. I don't know. What in, do you think? in the photo where it's got the two of them on the left and then all the bits and bobs that they come with, it almost looks like they've – I'm sure it's just an effect of the light, but it almost looks as if they've put in Harrison Ford's earring. Just, <laughs> just, yeah, I uh, maybe he forgot to take it out. Awkward. The, yeah. 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 So, oh, look, it, it looks very good, but, uh, you know, I'm trying very hard to stay away from the Hot Toys Episode 7 stuff. Yeah, so. yeah, fair enough. I just know you're – You're going to break. You're a big Han and Chewy fan, so – yeah. 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 All right. Well, I'm moving right along, and uh, Medicom have uh, shown us uh, yeah, some promo shots of their Suicide Squad Deadshot um, artifacts. Oh, sorry, Mafex, which I believe is a miracle action figure or, or something, a miracle action figure extreme or something like that. Um, this is a six-inch figure, so if you're into your movie figures, he'll slot right into your existing DC collection. You're looking at about 6,200 yen, which I think equates to about $70 or something. Oh. So, There's no such thing as global economy this week. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. <it's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude comes completely kitted out. He's got um, two different portraits. One is the Will Smith head with the... Um, the targeter over one eye and the the white kind of, um, well, I was going to say mask, but I think it's more of a helmet. And he comes with a ton of weapons, an assault rifle, three handguns and a knife. And I think, I mean, this, you know, it 
it's beautifully sculpted. There's no doubt about that. I'm sure it's a perfect representation of Smith from the film. But that um, that portrait is not selling me completely. Maybe it's mm. just trying to get Bill Smith compressed down to a six-inch scale. You're saying he has a big yeah. head? Well, <laughs> it's one of those ones where you look at it and you go, yeah, that's Will Smith, but it's not. It kind of mm. looks like him, but it doesn't. You know, if I move my head from side to side, it changes a little bit. It almost Bill looks too, it looks like young <laughs> Will Smith to me. Yeah. Like if Will Smith had have played Deadshot around the Fresh Prince era. Bad then bad boys. Yeah. What you got to yeah. do? <laughs> Yeah. I do I do like the detail on the weapons, though. There's a lot of paintwork going on on them. Yeah, I mean, look, it's certainly the, the production is um, is pretty stunning like that. That sculpt, yeah. that's that's very impressive for a six-inch action figure. So, And uh, my last bit of news is from a little company called Dream X, uh, Dream EX, who I have to confess I don't know much about. Nope. Anyone? No. Nope. Anyone? Not at all. No, I, I did try doing a little search of them earlier in the week and I haven't been able to find anything except for this Casey Jones. I don't know if this is their yeah. first. Interesting. Interesting. But anyway, they are stepping into the one-sixth uh, scale game, uh, as is everybody at the moment. I think mm-hmm. every man and his dog is bringing out 12-inch action figures based on something. And uh, this must be about the fourth company that's doing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Huh. And they've gone straight in with uh, doing Casey Jones. And this is classic uh, Casey Jones. He's looking really good. This is that sort of classic mm-hmm. mask. Uh, doesn't know no sort of movie references here, but I can tell. No, nope. um, oh, and he really comes good. comes pretty darn kitted out. I can see uh, hockey sticks, golf clubs, cricket bats. He's Love that he comes stuff. with the cricket bat. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, I'm sure that'd be easy to come by in the US. Yeah. Get to understand, to understand crickets. I actually think I want to give DreamX credit. I actually think it's business-wise, one, you've got a whole bunch of different companies doing 12-inch uh, turtles. If you're joining that same market to not do the turtles and do a Casey Jones off the bat yeah. because I'm sure a lot of people, no matter which of the turtles they brought, might go, oh, that will fit in right with the turtles there and you've mm. just gathered a whole bunch of people and then if the quality's there if you do turtles or you know if they got a shredder out before some of these other ones and that they might be able to steal a lot of the market away from other guys so business wise i actually think this is a uh, kind of clever idea yeah it is yeah it is <laughs> uh, I, I would have liked in the promo shot to get one of those um the way hot toys does it where you see the figure beside all the um all the accessories because you know you really have to go through all of the images to try and get an idea of exactly what he comes with. I've only just noticed he comes with a, a baseball bat and a baseball, so there must be some swap-out hands there. But it also mentions that this is actually first in a series. So there you we'll go. To mm. see who uh, who comes next. And that's my news. Okay. I will speak now. So first bit of news is from Diamond Select. These are figures from Alice Through the Looking Glass, and these are seven-inch figures, and we feature Alice and the young Mad Hatter as he appeared in that movie, which didn't last long because that was going to be an option for the girls. We're talking about Warcraft. They could go and see Alice Through the Looking Glass, but it came and went. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, you get two figures here, one for each person who saw the movie. (laughs) (laughs) 
They feature uh, 16 points of articulation. They come with a base and a bit of diorama. Uh, just checking the price on Big Bad, they are listed for $43.99. I think that's for the for the both. So mm, it's pretty good, yeah. but I can't I can't see much interest. I'd imagine this would be one of those ones where they've paid for the license and yeah. the John, mm. Johnny Depp likeness, and now it's just like, well, we've got to try and get something back. Yeah, and my first thought is uh, I wouldn't get your hopes up on getting the rest of the cast. No, <laughs> no. I can sort of remember liking the first one, but I can't. I have really I no mind of it. Yeah, I thought yeah. the first one did quite well, actually. Like, it, I, I thought Matt Lucas's um, Tweedledee and Tweedledum were fantastic. Oh, yes. <laughs> it did huge business, but it was also the first big 3D push after Avatar. Mm. And yeah, so I think it did bigger business than they were expecting and they sort of took a little bit too long with his sequel coming out. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Well, all right. So going into the SDCC exclusive area now. So this one is a uh, DC Comics Bruce Wayne artifact statue from Kota Bakuya. So this is the 110 scale. Uh, it is Bruce Wayne in a tux. He has a rose and a batarang. Uh, along with the magnetized base, which they sort of all come along with, uh, 49 plus tax. So available at the Kodo booth, uh, San Diego Comic Con. Um, if without the Batarang, would anyone know? <laughs> <laughs> so they, they did a Alfred either last year or the year before. And um, I, I like what Kodo does with their exclusives where they don't do, same with the Bishojo stuff, etc. They don't do new characters or, or characters that, you know, are essential to the line where like, oh my gosh, that's the only way I'm going to get a Robin or whatever. But, you know, something kind of fun that's a bit extra, but, you know, look, I, I haven't actually ever tracked down that Alfred just because, you know, it's not essential to my collection. Yeah. But if you wanted to, like, they're not really hard to get usually after the show as well. Mm. Yeah. Should he be uh, just a tad bigger? Yeah, that's what, exactly what I was going to say. He looks quite thin to be Batman. Mm. There's no uh, tank on legs, that's for sure. Maybe it's all a suit. I don't know. I, I think it is visually well done, but there's something about that rose that I don't like either, For whether it's sort of the big leaves coming off it, but there's just something about that rose that isn't clicking with me. Hmm. I, don't think, um, I don't think you generally hold the stem in your fist like that either, do you? Mm. <laughs> You, don't you tend to be a bit more delicate in the way you use well, yeah. mm. Oh, interesting. All right. So moving on to another uh, con exclusive. This is Lady Deadpool. Uh, we showed you <laughs> statue. Uh, and here we have Wanda Wilson dressed up like she's attending the con as a cosplayer, I guess, if that's what they're going <laughs> for. They've got the um, lanyard with the uh, Comic-Con logo on it. Um, 75 bucks available at the Kodo booth. Um, and she comes with a few things here. The gyro is that uh, weird sandwich combination thing, isn't it? Is that mm. correct? Uh, it's meant to be like pretty much a kebab. Oh, okay. Euro. It's just a euro. Euro. Yeah. All yeah. oh, right. So she comes with a bag with a Comic Kong logo on it as well. So, um, so you can get a second bag uh, with the Kodo logo on it as well. Um, Eddie? <laughs> no. I actually, one thing I do really like about this is her unmasked <laughs> look is probably the most accurate for Lady Deadpool that they've done 
uh, even compared to the original Bushojo Lady Deadpool they did. So if you are a comic completist, that's kind of more the head sculpt you want. But yeah, uh, does... I like it. That fun thing, as Scott was saying before, it's not necessary, but it's a uh, it's got that sort of cheek and sense of humour. Oh, yeah, it's really um, it's very clever. It's just a reminder of how stupid those bags are. Yeah. But that I San know. Diego pass would be a good accessory to have for your toys. Just They are, yeah. yeah. When I got my bag, it was just such a pain in the ass. I was going to chuck it, but I wanted to keep it yeah. like, as a memento. So I ended up folding it up and putting it in my backpack because they're, like, gigantic and a pain in the ass to carry around. Yeah. You, always, you end up going into some random panel just to sort your stuff out on bags and the floor and that's right so is th- this is just an existing figure isn't it it is yeah that this yeah, um, yeah. came out recently but no hmm. accessories and they do say that the some of the accessories or pieces are uh interchangeable with the uh, first release so hmm. i i agree with eddie i like that unmasked head as an option much better than the one that they uh released with the figure yeah, yeah. Hmm. all right Oh, it's my last bit of news. It's done. So that's me talking now. Uh, speaking of San Diego, something on a slightly smaller end is the world of the Micronauts is coming back with the Micronauts Classic Collections uh, San Diego exclusives and the Visionary Mighty Mugs. Uh, Just shut up and take my money. Yeah. Uh, so you Mighty Mug fans out there, rejoice your brand's coming back as well. Wow. Uh, so the Micronauts, are, are these just the classic ones? No, redone? they're not. Or are these uh, new? This is, this, I, I have the originals and, well, they kind of are, but they're not. Um, they, they're meant to look like it, but no, I'd say they've been slightly updated. So they wouldn't be using the same molds? No. Their no. brand. Oh, interesting. And are the pieces that they come with, were they part of the original or is they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're all, they're all, you know, they replicate the originals very well. Oh, very cool. I'm, I'm going to have to get this box. Not, 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 um, not the Mighty Mug. No. Oh, you don't like visionaries? No. What a look at poor Lyric there. He looks sad that you're not going to buy him. No. <laughs> it's a weird way to launch that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, mean, what, I had tons huh? of Micronauts as a kid, so these are bringing back all kinds of cool memories. Now, if I remember correctly, they were notorious for breaking the Micronauts. I, uh, I lost so the feet one. Yeah, so hopefully they've improved that, and this could be a good chance to get some solid, poseable ones that you're yeah. kind of not scared to move around. Yeah, I used to look after my toys um, quite well as a kid, but I still managed to lose the feet off of the microns, the the humanoid figures, because they clicked on and off really easily. So these are awesome. I'll be keeping an eye out for this one on eBay, I think. That's cool. Yeah, and it's good that some of the brands are starting to get back out there again and Hasbro's starting to push some of their original properties uh, once more. Um, sure once films and that are in the work that'll help uh speaking of films though i have our third piece of dr strange news tonight and that's the lego sanctum sanctorum uh play set which does look cool you get say uh dr strange you get a more uh, more drew and you get an ancient one uh 
in there too, as well as some sort of Cthulhu-esque creature coming out the wall there. So mm. very cool. I love they've got the window down pretty much yeah. perfect <laughs> there for it. I know some people are putting the spoiler tag on this, the toiler alert, but we've seen so many Lego sets that don't go anywhere these yeah, days. Yeah, like, who knows? They, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's a shame it's not bigger. Like I, I like the idea of the Sanctum Sanctorum being bigger with all these books in bookcases and stuff. But I guess you know we might get. You know, I'm sure the big battle at the end of the film will probably be a big set or something like that. But it just looks See, like I, something. I don't know if we will get any more than this one set because no. generally, like you've got the big one. Say like last year you had Avengers, but then Ant Man was just one set that mm. came out because all the main Three players here seem to be there yeah, and in it. Yeah. yeah. What a shame it's a little bit bigger then. Yeah. But it looks good. I like it. Yeah, I, I do hope. But I wouldn't mind even potentially picking this one up. Uh, if it does, could be cool for your Ghostbusters set if you pick that up. Well, combine some through. Uh, and once again, returning to the world of San Diego Comic-Con, but keeping with the Marvel theme, we got teased with the San Diego Comic-Con 2016 Marvel Legends exclusive, uh, which they have put the theme as being the raft. Uh, I kind of put it as figures that they've probably had tooled and are looking for a way to get out there. But, <laughs> Ben, there's a character in here that you've been requesting for a very long time. Absolutely, Abomination. Yeah, I was talking about the green one too. You, you had <laughs> no, I'm very pumped that um, the Enchantress is finally getting uh, some love because um, she looks pretty good from what I can see and yeah. they've made great use of those those effects that snap oh, onto the Scarlet Witch. Yeah, yeah. They're cranking that out for everybody because, I mean, obviously <laughs> Doctor Strange got some and Havoc's getting them and they're just showing up absolutely everywhere. Um, but, yeah, look, I'm really keen on this. <clears throat> set. I I think there's a couple of figures that I'll be um I'll be selling as soon as I get them. And I'm I'm a little kind of peeved at the the idea that the abomination is in this set. Yeah. Mm. He's definitely now now being confirmed as the builder figure in that Captain America wave, which just annoys me to no end because there's there's so many great villains that could have been builder figures in that Captain America wave and why they chose the abomination. Um yeah. it's just Baffles Even me. If it is a sculpt thing, you could just have painted one of them blue and had it be a bomb and exactly. one be yeah. I just think, you know, with Captain America, you know, they could have done, you know, the collector, the stranger, the controller, um, Mr. Hyde, uh, Super Adaptoid. You know, there's so many great characters. Not, not that I, you know, don't think the new Abomination looks great. But um, but the other big pickups in this set for me will be the Purple Man and uh, of course Dreadnought. Dreadnought, he's Dreadnought's been in my top ten to get released for a while, so I was very excited. Yeah. I was a little hurt to see on a lot of forums he seemed to be the one that no one wanted and was disappointed that's, about. But I don't fine care. By me, so. I'm happy to take him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Great, Iron Man. Um, Sandman's looking cool. It looks like that's the uh, Absorbing Man. Yeah. Buck used for him, and I do like the sandy look, but that's one that I still think the Toy Biz figure holds up for to mm. this day. It's one of those fantastic sculpts, but uh, he is yeah. looking neat if you don't have him. 
Someone also mentioned that the Spider-Man appears to be a slightly different colour palette um, reuse of the pizza Spidey. So if you don't have pizza Spidey like me, then uh, you're in luck. So Yeah, it looks like he's the darker blue. Yeah, oh, look, I think this set is a win for me. I, I'll, I'll reserve my judgment on the Sandman until I get him in hand, but I think a Toy Biz one is, is one of the best that Toy Biz did. Um, mm. So we'll wait and, and see. And at least, generally speaking, I tend to find the Hulk characters do tend to move fairly easily on the secondary market. So if you, we do have two A-bombs, it might not be uh, particularly hard to move one if you need to. Yeah. Scott and Justin, is it enticing you at all? Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's yep. uh, three out of five I want there. So yeah. Three out of six. <laughs> uh, the, I think the theme definitely is not as strong as the last couple of years. Mm. Um, and there's no um, – I mean, Enchantress is a huge win. I, it just – so <laughs> it, 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 it it's – but there's not that kind of like oh wow I can't believe they made yeah, um, yeah. because yeah. she's she's been you know something that you'd have to think was coming for ages so but still it, you know it is exciting and full credit to them um, yeah. I think that it's yeah. just that that um, book of Ashanti set from last year to me it's just going to be a very hard thing to top you know well so. and, and look it's not like there wasn't potential to do it either uh, I think on you know the AFB forum I said you know I was going to put my money on it being a classic. Guardians of the Galaxy set. You know, I thought that Charlie 27 would be the big figure in there and, and you know, there'd be a buck they could reuse and, and obviously the rest of the team, um, you know, would, would look great in one of those sets. But if it wasn't that, oh, I thought another logical option would be either X Factor um, or, or even the New Mutants. But, you know, this one just seems like a bit of a hatchet job. Yeah, because yeah, I could have sworn they mentioned New Mutants on like the Vault or that Hasbro side at one point. But, mm. um, yeah, I was obviously mistaken. Yeah, fair enough. All right, we shall wait and see. I think uh, there was some mention that uh, Hasbro had an official announcement of all uh, all their SDCC stuff um, on Tuesday or Wednesday next week. <laughs> That's going to be the least surprising. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, Hasbro and the leaks is um, not doing very well at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and now speaking of highly fan-demanded figures that action figure collectors don't stop requesting, we have <laughs> a coming from Medicom again as part of their Miracle action figure effects line, the 2001 Space Odyssey Dr. Frank Poole and Dave Bowman. Finally. Oh. Yep. I can Ooh. end my hunger strike. <laughs> now, um, Ben, you've never finished this movie. I have not. So, uh, once you do and the excitement kicks in to have toys, they're going to be here for you. <laughs> great, great. And then I can uh, I can move on and finish Close Encounters of the Third mm. Kind because it's another thing. <gasps> That's <Okay>. terrible. <laughs> You've never finished Close Encounters of the Third Kind? No, falling asleep every time. Oh, my oh do you know what? I I'm, love I'm, that movie. Me too. I'm actually with you, Ben. I've never gone through <laughs> it oh. myself. Uh, I just so when then, like. A- alien films. I, I was waiting for the aliens to attack the whole time, and they never did. <laughs> um, now, I do like in the solicitation for these, they are very clear to state uh, it must be noted that the helmet cannot be removed. 
so they obviously did not get the actor likenesses. Yeah, I was going to say great likeness. Uh, yeah. These guys. <laughs> now, has anyone who's seen the film, can you tell me which one is Frank Poole and which one's Dave? Well, I think Dave is orange. Dave is orange. orange. Um, I've never seen this film. Oh, God. The Philistines. I'm working with Philistines. <laughs> <laughs> I had seen it. I, I couldn't even um, have remembered, though, that they wore different colour uniforms. Having said that, so. though, I have listened to the soundtrack multiple, multiple, multiple times because <laughs> because my parents had it as a, a record. And and so as a kid, like as a you know, little kid, we used to put that on. We thought it was, it was great because, you know, all instrumental. So it was great kind of background music to imaginary games and you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. No, at least it's good for something. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think May effects did do Planet of the Apes, the recent movies, so you could also get, you know, your monkey in here to worship the black pillar. Oh. Yeah, true. I'm surprised they didn't do that. Um, I think you just spoiled the movie for me. Did I? It's right at the beginning. Well, it's right. Done it. It's on The Simpsons as well. Simpsons did it. Um, but, yeah, that's that could be the easy figure is that black slab. They could just do that. <laughs> easy. There's your San Diego Comic-Con Medicom. I've just solved it for you. Uh, and speaking of solving things, that's the end of the news. That's right. Very good. Yay. All right. We should be grateful Mezco doesn't do that um, black thing, that black granite thing because they just repaint it, releasing it year after year. Yeah. But that they would articulate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That wraps up the articulated news. Uh, we'll be right back with the next instalment of the AFB podcast game, Name That. Hi, my name is... Hey there, buoys and gulls. This is your old weird Uncle John back with another installment of everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That. And last time we left, we were with a little sound like this. Shiver me kimmers! Have him walk the plank! But I'm your dad! Now this one was a little tough, and a lot of people were making some really good guesses out there, but uh, my buddy from TV and Film Toys... Uh, actually came up with a Fisher-Price pirate ship, and he was close enough because this was a Fisher-Price Great Adventures pirate ship that kind of happened before the Imagine Next line. Um, cool thing, I was actually looking for the Weebles pirate ship, uh, or Treasure Island set commercial, and I couldn't find one, so that's what I kind of substituted in its place. Uh, both of them are great items, and um, I really love love some of those more uh, generic-type things out there. They're kind of cool, and... Sometimes I think the kids with the Imaginext stuff have, have it better off than some of us action figure collectors, but that's neither here nor there. Eric's will be, of course, enjoying his point in the forum, and if you'd like your chance, here's a new sound. Well, wait, what's this? We're not going to do a sound this week. We're going to try something different. This is from uh, a Toy Fair top, one, or top 10 hottest action figures list. So I'm going to read this to you, and um, you see if you can guess who it is. Let's just say that at his best, he had what could kindly be referred to as a good face for radio, so it seems somewhat redundant that someone actually took the time to melt half his face and make him more of an uggo. So if you think you know who that is, what character it's calling out, 
then you know what you do? You head over to AFB Forum. That's AFBForum.com. And you go in the the right thread. You make a guess. You get it right. You know what you get? You get a forum point, just like our good friend Eric's. And, uh, you know, you can spend those on all sorts of things. It's a, a little bit of a lengthy redemption process. But, um, you know, I, I think you can get... Um, Maybe Tim Tams. I think we have the special AFB flavor of Tim Tams right now. Um, I could be wrong on that. You'll have to check. And, you know, as always, uh, price and participation vary from retailer to retailer. So, anyway, if uh, all that's too tough, come on over to TVandFilmToys.com. On Tuesdays, Thursdays, we play a picture version. You still guess in the forum. You still get points. It's a lot of fun. And you know what? Until next time, this is John, and I'm saying peace out. Fisher-Price presents The Great Adventures Pirate Ship. Ahoy! Bluebeard attack! <laughs> Batten down the hatches! Fire! Fire! Shiver me timbers! Have him walk the plank! But I'm your dad! The adventure never ends on the new Fisher-Price Great Adventures Pirate Ship. Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail, and these might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. And Justin has got something just a little bit different. I do. Thank you, Ben. Uh, a few weeks ago, I, I picked these up, and I completely forgot about it. <laughs> and one of the main motivations for picking them up is because I'd just seen Batman versus Superman and Always this little thing of buying some merchandise from the from the uh, superhero movies, um, just to show some support and love. Um, <laughs> and this was from the Batman and versus Superman movie. And these are see on the, on the cover it says Metals Diecast uh, from Jada Toys. So Metals Diecast. Well, I thought that was a misprint to start off with, but that's <laughs> what it says. Um, so. These are from Jada Toys. We spoke about Jada Toys the last time I was on the show. I think it was two weeks ago um, for Scott Knightley. Um, he, it's his new job. He does something there. Mm-hmm. And there was a picture of him surrounded by a lot of little figures. These are four-inch sort of, let's say, Funko Pop Vinyl-esque figures. And uh, when we were, when I was last on the show, there was much many more licenses announced. We had Ghostbusters from memory and there was a couple others that are escaping my memory at the moment. But I will concentrate now on these two. So we, we talked about it. Jada Toys. Uh, picked them up um, after the Batman movie from Big W and they both set me back at $19 each. Um, I think one of the first things I saw about them is they, they look pretty cute. They have those exaggerated features where the torso Shoulders and chest are much bigger than like the chicken legs at the bottom. So that's what one thing that does stand out. And John mentioned this before as well. He, he said he picked up the actual packet and the weight because they are metals die cast. I thought, oh, that's interesting. And that's why I picked it up and then was struck by the weight uh, that is, you know, within the box itself. So I got Wonder Woman and Batman. Now, there's a few versions that came out with the release of the movie. So 
Ben, they have a wonderful numbering system. So uh, Wonder Woman is M3 and Batman is M1. Now on the back of the, of the back of the packet, they list all the numbers and in conjunction with the release. So basically there's variations of Batman that are different, differently numbered and the two Superman variants, there's basically like the classic Carolina blue Superman and the movie version Superman with a duller blue. Uh, and as for Wonder Woman, she gets sort of comic accurate and movie accurate colorings. So the ones that I picked up are basically M1 Batman, which is, uh, say, Ben Affleck just in his normal costume. But because these are metal and the chrome comes through, it's sort of like the gray has been substituted for like a gunmetal gray, which is the actual metal itself. So it's metal with like, I'd say, like a gunmetal gray chrome sort of paint over the top so if that makes any sense at all <laughs> now as for the wonder woman uh she has the same sort of thing i did notice now with these i should mention wonder woman has a plastic head um the rest of wonder woman is that metal she has a skirt and a strap which is plastic and the sword is plastic as well now batman he has a plastic head uh, his gauntlets are plastic and his boots are plastic as well and the bat symbol is plastic. So basically the weight from Batman is in the torso uh, region and for Wonder Woman it's basically her whole body that uh, contains the weight. So if I go to Wonder Woman here to start off, so they're both four-inch metal die-cast figures. Um, did I mention the price already? They're $19 each. Yep. Yeah, and the packaging is uh, it, it is collector friendly because it's the box and tray. So if you wanted to have these displayed and play with them at the same time, you could quite easily do that. They come in a plastic tray, which you can put in and out for display purposes. Now, the Wonder Woman figure, I got the duller movie color um, movie version. So now with Wonder Woman, she has those huge like anime almost eyes. Um, on the package of Wonder Woman, there's a photo of um, Gal Gadot <laughs> on the front, looking quite resplendent in her Wonder Woman uniform. And now, with that saying that, um, the the paint here, because you're working at such a small scale, I tell you, this company Jada Toys actually kicks Funko's butt in paint application mm. at this scale. There is not one misstep here. There is a, a slight this coloration in the uh, face to the um, exposed shoulders and legs because the top is the head's plastic and the body is metal so there is a slight uh, difference because of the base that's the only thing you can say in that now as for the batman paint apps the flesh is really really well done it's within the, the cow lines there is no overspray for the white of the eyes and the gauntlets with his uh, bat fins on his on his gauntlets and his little knuckle duster things, and he's got the uh, metal paint to the top of his toes on his boots. It's all perfectly done. There's, uh, I'm just looking now. There's, there's nothing out of step or with out of the lines. It's, it's almost perfect. The only nitpick with Wonder Woman, the boot design it comes up to her calf, and then the front covers her knee and the top of the thigh. But there's like a line, a raised line that runs at the back of her leg on both legs. But it's it's a raised area, but it hasn't been painted over. So I'm wondering if these are like a generic leg 
or female and they just paint it depending on the character. Um, so that's a little, little weird. Um, now I'm going to go to um, articulation. So what they do, they bend, they, uh, sorry, they have a waist swivel. So they can both um, swivel at the waist, but, you know, it's, it's not something that's, you're going to do because it looks awkward and it's really rigid and, and tough to push. Now, as for Batman, does the same thing, has a waist swivel, and he's, for some reason his arms must be on an axle. So you can slowly move his arm, and when you move one arm, they both go up together. So there is some sort of axle situation in there, but, you know, they don't move more than a millimetre. Um, now, when I lift uh, Batman's cape up, you can see two massive holes for screws. So this will tell you that this is, uh, comes in two pieces with the torso and then maybe the axles put across at the time of construction. Now, as for Wonder Woman, she has a screw right in the middle of her back, but it's covered by her shoulder strap of her skirt. Um, so as well, like I just said, as for points of articulation, you could probably say one on each. <laughs> but um, I can't imagine kids, you know, Playing with these, they seem more to be like uh, computer desk doodads yeah. or souvenirs from the movies. They're not. There's no articulation, therefore no playability. And I wouldn't want my kid playing with this. <laughs> if they want to throw it at each other, they're going to kill each other. The amount of weight is <laughs> ridiculous. They're almost like um, let's say maybe 300 grams each. They're quite they're quite heavy indeed. Um, so as for accessories, there's there's none. They come in the tray and they're the, the figure that you see inside. Um, now, I should say on these figures as well, they, they have the large head syndrome as these sort of figures would, like the body is ridiculously small compared to their heads, which is also sort of pop vinyl-esque uh, in, in the, um, the way it's constructed. So I guess what obviously makes them different is the metals die cast that is uh, used in the process. But apart from that, I can't really see any difference they they are like they're cute um but you know would i probably go and rush out and buy more i don't think i would at this scale i think that um be quite happy with pop vinyl uh, like i mentioned i did buy them because of the recent viewing of the batman movie you just want to pick up some merchandise from that movie um i skipped on the superman the superman just looks really really too cartoony he has almost like a um a burt eyebrow Thing happening across straight across his forehead <laughs> and um personal opinion that i don't really like that superman at all so uh, i see on the back as well they did come in twin packs for the release of the movie so there was a armored batman um and the dull colored superman from the movie and the other one had almost like a michael keaton-esque batman without the yellow symbol with a more brightly colored uh, superman so if I'm going to wrap up, I, I can't really fault them on too much because I basically knew what they were going in to buy them. I knew I wasn't going to do anything else except display them. So having said all that, I probably have to give them 9 out of 10 um, only because they tick all the boxes and the, the paint app at this scale is the thing that really uh, really works well. And they've, they've been really well done, almost like they're hand-painted, which we obviously know they're, they're probably not. But um, you could be mistaken for these figures being hand-painted, for that well-painted. So that's it. Yeah, Nine out of ten. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting to see these everywhere now. Yeah. Are you, are you seeing more characters? 
Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I saw something the other day, and it might not have even been superhero related. It was something else. And, mm. and I yeah, I was, saw the cap stuff and Ghostbusters. Yeah. I think it was a Toys R Us. They seem to be hitting fairly. That might have been. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And I mean, it's nice given how many lines of um, figures and, and pop culture merchandise you know we, we see hitting US stores that we don't get here in Australia, and, and you know, sort of have to wonder why. It's uh, you know good to see that this one has actually made some inroads. Mm. Well, there's Very... definitely room for things in this price point and scale that are well painted. Mm. Yeah, well, nineteen dollars, you know, you can't you can't winch too much. The normal price of an action figure here that we get Marvel Legends, what are they, about $35 on the stand, on the uh, pegs? True. So The only problem is once they start doing exclusives and that or ones that don't come here that you got to ship in, the weight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, true, yeah. The team. That's true. Complete the team with a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Provide your own donkey. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the Galactus is going to be big. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps up the Toy of the Week, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collections this week. Yo, Hicks, something big is in the air! It's the alien flying queen! And her gruesome gorillas send in the ultimate space marine, Atex, disguised in his big, bad bug suit. He sneaks in and takes him out! But the flying queen unmasks him! Send in Hicks and the heavily armored evac fighter! Send in the marine! Blast them. Yeah. And bottle them. And it's bye-bye bug. Each sold separately. Aliens. Well, we're all here because we collect. So feeding the addiction is where we take the time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. And, uh, Eddie, you're starting to make this a bit of a habit. Yeah. I think I have a problem. Man. Let's um, we'll, we'll all go off and and you know get a beverage and, and a snack and, and a massage and write a novel and, uh, and then come back and uh, do our uh, acquisitions. But you can just you know get underway with yours. <laughs> Easy done. Well, yeah, I have picked up a few things uh, of recent. I got the first two waves of the. DC, what was DC Universe Classics, but DC Multiverse, which is the Justice Buster one. So they came with like Arrow, Flash, uh, Joker, um, Zero Year, Batman, the Black Superman, and what was the uh, uh, Reverse Flash uh, from the TV show, and it makes the um, huge Batman armor from Court of the Owls. Uh, picked up a few of the Star Wars Blacks, so I finally got Hux, Artsy, and the Rebel Trooper. I uh, got uh, what me and Scott will be breaking down later tonight, which is the DC Icons uh, Wave 3. Uh, found a few more Turtles stuff, which has been on sale at Big W, uh, which has been very helpful uh, for a couple of bucks. So I got the Space Casey Jones and Robug. <laughs> Who, I don't even know who Robug is, but I was just like, you know what, I'm going to regret it if I don't grab it now. Uh, I picked up a whole bunch of the McFarlane Halo 5 Guardians that were on clearance at Big W. So I uh, completed pretty much all the teams there. So Fred, Kelly, Takara, Buck, Palmer, Thorn, uh, the Athlon Armor, and a Spartan MP. Uh, which I thought I was completed the teams, but found out there's one character in each team that hasn't uh, actually 
uh, it's not going to complete that. And I think McFarlane's lost the license now. So that's a bit disappointing. Um, Hopefully they somehow can get the other two out or if Mattel's going to be doing them in that same size, hopefully they might complete it through. Uh, But uh, I also, speaking of Warcraft earlier, after coming out of the film and hearing a lot of Warcraft fans really enjoyed it, uh, I started looking into the mythos and at a local EB found the Arthas uh, figure or the Lynch King, which is a main villain from it. And he actually looked pretty cool. So I picked him up uh, as part of their Heroes of the Storm line, which is a video game of all the main Blizzard characters in like sort of a fighting thing. And he's actually a really neat figure. I'm not, don't know Warcraft too well, but uh, I do recommend if you get a chance to pick up this figure and play with him. He's really nicely done. He's big and spiky, but got soft rubber over him and some really good mixed media with a cloth. And he's got a ginormous sword that you pull apart that's uh, really good, uh, interesting. So that was just one of those ones where sometimes you just grab things out of interest and paid mm-hmm. off. Uh, picked up uh, some Disney Infinity is starting to go cheap in the secondhand bins at. Uh, the video game store, so got a Star-Lord, a Drax, a Hulk, and my big purchase for the week I found uh, at the Big W Toy Sales, the Transformers Fort Max, and this guy might just be the biggest figure that I have ever procured. So to give you an idea, he's just a slight bit smaller than the TIE Fighter and just a little bit less wider than the Star Wars Black TIE Fighter. Uh, and that's not – it kind of is a play set, but, yeah, he's also just a figure himself. So uh, I would like to do a Toy of the Week on him in a little bit, so I'm not going to go too much detail here, but uh, definitely an impressive and piece of plastic, which unfortunately I found and I've had trouble finding him this last week. So I decided to pick him up when I found him, and but I was on public transport, so carrying oh that my. massive box <laughs> through the shopping centre onto a train and then uh, back through and swapping onto a bus replacement. All that was not too much fun, but I got him home in the end. <laughs> and I was also looking to pick up a Skyrim uh, figure that I saw at EB, but I thought, you know what, Eddie, you've brought too much this week, and I put him back. So, see, I can handle my problem. <laughs> I can say no whenever I want. Uh-huh. <laughs> what about you guys? What did you uh, put into the economy this week? What did you pick up, Scotty? Uh, <clears throat> very little. I My DC icons I got last week, so this week all I got was a Funko Suicide Squad Mystery Mini still trying to get Katana, but I got the Enchantress, so <clears throat> which is actually quite cute. Well, I mean, actually, she's pretty gross, but I mean, like, it's quite a cute little um, figure. But I think I'm going to now go to eBay right. for Katana because I really don't want them. Oh, that's yeah. not true. I got another Harley as well, but the proper costume Harley this time, not the um, jail costume Harley. So, and that's quite cute as well, but I don't really want to collect these. I just want the Katana, so... <laughs> I, it's just, you know, it's hard to kind of, you know, pay more on eBay. But mm. then you've got to remember, well, if I took three or four more to find her, I'd be paying more than that. So that's what I'll be doing. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit like that too with some of the, the blind box stuff. Like once I got a few duplicates in the, 
the South Park and Futurama sets. So I just resorted to picking up one occasionally off of eBay and paying a little bit more for it, but uh, it still works out cheaper than you know getting a duplicate that you never end up doing anything with. Yeah. Mm. And what about you, Mr. J? Anything else? Uh, so I talked about those Batman vs. Superman figures, and I picked up the um, three and three quarter Snow Trooper and Kylo Ren from the uh, Force Awakens. So I basically have yeah. that whole basic series down, except Ray, and I saw her in a battle pack. So I might have to go back and have a look at that. So mm. uh, cool. So okay. you're still going strong with the three and three quarter, but not so much with the six inch. Yeah, I from the six inch I only kept Tan and Chewy because I would uh, never give those guys up. But I basically got um, all the main characters and the and the troopers and army building some of those from the Force Awakens. But um, I don't know, I've, I really uh, sort of rekindled my love of three and three quarters through hmm. through the uh, huh. Star Wars figures. So there yeah. you go. Nice. Hmm. Uh, I think Big W has that battle pack on special too. So if you're yeah. looking, that might be a good spot to, go to hit up. I was with my wife, so we were doing that um, the toy sale, and I had to uh, had to get my son's stuff for uh, Christmas because you put on the lay-by there. It's so good; you just pay like five bucks every fortnight. Yeah. <laughs> it comes straight yeah. out. So I do. I, that's the way we always do it. Do it in July, so you know it's always ready. But I'd already um, got the um, which I didn't talk about the Batmobile, the '66 Batmobile. Yeah, she's like that's ninety eight dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't put the battle pack in now. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's where you grab like the um, two hundred dollar item, put it in, and then go. You know what? You're right. You put two hundred dollar item back, and then grab the ninety eight Batmobile. What about you, Ben? A uh, quiet week for me. Um, I completely forgot that I'd actually picked up Mozart and Fujitoid from the TMNT series, so now I'm only slightly behind Eddie because mm. um, I didn't even know that Robug had come out, so I'll have to keep an eye out for that one. I tend to find the, the TMNT stuff purely by accident. I don't actually consciously go looking for them in the toy aisles. I just sort of wander through and you know, usually one of the new characters will be staring at me from the pegs, but uh, I also went to the Big W sale and picked up the um, Star Wars Black Ray figure in the, the Starkiller base set, and uh, I found a, a solo one on the shelf, and I thought, oh, gee, I better get this because there's only the one left, and I looked it over, and I was really fortunate that the box was in really nice shape, uh, and I thought, oh, last one. And I took about four or five steps and then walked past a display that had about 30 of them. So I don't think there's any great um, panic that they'll be selling out. So Yeah, it's been funny. They've been short-shipped in some areas, but then like a couple of the big Ws I went to had next to nothing of them, and I've seen some people looking for it. And then there was another big W uh, just like a town or two over from me, and they had like a bin of those black rays, like just mm, in the middle of the mm. aisle that's just filled to the brim. So yeah. uh, I don't know how evenly distributed they've been or if it's up to the manager to order set amounts. Yeah. But, yeah, it's sort of uh, if you can't find it one, try another big W. And, yeah. Well, the good thing about it is the, the reissue of Ray in the regular <clears throat> six-inch series. Um, she now comes with a lightsaber, and so I was a bit peeved at that, but the Starkiller Ray um, comes with a lightsaber, so I've got that groovy base that goes with Kylo Ren, um, but she also comes with a lightsaber, so yeah. I don't feel any obligation to um, yeah, buy the, the regular one again. 
and I've found the actual face paint to be better on that Star Killer Ray as well <laughs> than the original yeah. release. Yeah, I did try to make a bit of an effort to see if she had decent face paint on the one that I picked up, and I was pretty happy with that, so I didn't need to compare it against the other 30 or so that were sitting there. So that was a win. But, um, I want to ask, with the future toy, because I noticed when I got mine and took him out of the packet, he sort of didn't stand right, and yeah. his arms a bit weird, and so I flipped his head around and flipped his arms and legs around, and being a robot, his body is the exact same either end, and he seemed to stand good. I think he was just put in the packet back to front. Oh, uh, okay. Have a similar thing with yours? or um, I'm just trying to remember whether I was trying to stand him on a flat surface. I've got a... Um I don't have mine on display at the moment, so I've got this container that I put them in, so I tend to have a bit of a, a wiggle and a play, and then he goes in the container with the the rest of the family. So I'll have to double-check. I'm a bit disappointed that he didn't come sort of back metalized. It would have been nice to have a, a silver version. There was an exclusive one of him that had mm. it, that you then you also had to get all the turtles with their vac metal space armor. Yeah. Well, I don't think we got the set here. Yeah, yeah. But it's good stuff, good stuff. Mm. All right. Well, if no one has any other items to report, it's time to award a red card to something or someone in the toy universe. What is this, bizarro world? Red carded is a chance to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or something worse. And Justin, you've got something that definitely fits into that latter category. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the Playmate size uh, turtles. Um, they they've been uh, quite. Quite good recently. <laughs> There's been a resurgence, and we seem to get uh, figures all new figures all the time. And when they mix up this line, they also include the movie figures. Now, I haven't seen the second movie yet, um, but I I know where this is coming from. So, I was walking as we mentioned before, looking through the shops, and I think this was in Target, and um, just looking through the pegs, and noticed that the uh, splinter from the movie line had made its way to the to the Playmates packaging. And I walk past it, and oh, that's a funky new costume. And then uh, I look closely, and I thought, what the? Uh, I understand. It's meant to be a top <laughs> knot on the top of his head, but it looked like upside-down upside hairy beanbags uh, have been put on top of his head. <laughs> wow. So he has a pair of, basically, a pair of plums on his head, whereas <laughs> Bruce Todd. Now, this could have benefited from just a little bit of shading or a bit of <laughs> painting, but once you see it, you cannot unsee it. Um, and to me, that's, true. that's exactly what it looks like. They just look like an upside-down pair of nuts <laughs> on top of his head. Yeah. And, uh, it does look very unfortunate, doesn't it? It yeah. does. It's it's quite flesh-coloured as well. So it's, uh, Now, I, um, I got to admit a slight <laughs> level of shame here with this red card because i actually own this splinter <laughs> figure not just once i actually have brought it twice because it's the oh. exact same mold from uh both movies and it's just the completionist in me uh has clicked through there but i for the amount of crap the turtles get the splinter design in these films is by far the worst design they did slightly improve it between films but yeah 
at least in the new one, he seems to have hair on his face, which the first film <laughs> did. you were going to say something else. Yeah, for me a too. Yeah, well, yeah, on his one. <laughs> he's he's like, oh, dear. Yeah, he's now part of the teenage group. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's <laughs> wait for his voice to deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just for them to drop. <laughs> oh, there's so oh. many jokes. We could go on at length. <laughs> we could. Uh, it just goes to show when you when you skimp the on the sack. number of pain apps that there are um, unfortunate side effects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, playmates, <laughs> you get the red card for this week. <laughs> Terrible pink card. All right, coming up after that well deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. <laughs> Well, DC collectibles, DC icons are moving along at a very nice pace. We are up to wave three. And both Scott and Eddie have dipped their toes in this particular collecting pond and they're going to take it away with wave three tonight. Yay. (laughs) Thank you, but I'm more than a toe in on this line at this point. Yeah, I was being generous. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so in. Um, yeah, I'm lathered up and well, just we, we split up the. You see, this is why I didn't want to go any further into the pond. Okay, <laughs> we've split up the figures to lead the discussion about, but we'll start with the packaging. This isn't new because we've seen a number of figures in this series already, um, but it is very collector-friendly packaging, um, which is something that I really like about this line because. Um, in my collection, I don't have a lot of display space for figures these days because you know it's mostly statues, but these guys um, I feel like I can take out and play with and put back if I want to. Um, I really appreciate the tray uh, with because these do come with quite a few accessories, so that way the things that I'm not planning on using can stay uh, in the box. And um, there I found them quite easy to open. What about you, Eddie? Yeah, I really do like it. And it does feel like DC collectibles are looking even over at the Asian market and seeing what they're doing because it's not just the plastic tray on the inside, but it's like the lid on the tray that you can clip in and out. So you can put your pieces in, put the lid over the top, and that seals nice and tight and keeps them in there so your hands aren't rolling around in the box or (laughs) uh, moving in and out there, which is always good. All very good. And some nice photography. Um, they, they've done quite a nice job of, uh, I think, conceptualizing the packaging for this whole series where uh, a lot of it is change of color scheme, etc., but not, you know, full-on um, custom box art for each piece. Um, nice little photos of the characters. But one thing I do appreciate about these and I must compare this to the previous waves is that they actually do have the sculpting credits on it and I'll mention the sculptures as we as we go. Um, these are all designed based on designs by Ivan Rice or Ivan Reese, I'm not sure how you you say it, but then actually each of these uh, it's Yvonne Heish. Oh well there you go. Yeah. Okay. Um thank you very much for that. And uh, but each of these figures actually has a different sculpture which I think is quite interesting. 
Very good. Uh, So my first one that I have is Atomica. Uh, She is based on her appearance in the For Ever Evil uh, arc, which was a big event that happened in the New 52. For those that don't know her, um, slight spoiler, she is the Earth 3 version of the Atom. So she is a villain, but she was undercover uh, or a double agent with the Justice League there for a while. But she does also come with uh, two... Other Adams, uh, so the Ryan Choi and the Ray Palmer version in slightly smaller figures. But uh, her herself, uh, really great articulation uh, on her right over. Um, so you've got ball-jointed head. You've got a lower waist crunch. You've got sort of a cut ball joint uh, on the chest. You've got uh, ball-jointed shoulders, swivel in the biceps, uh, double-hinged elbows, uh, movable wrists, uh, double hinged knee joints, uh, ankles, pivots. And I mean, these guys are just packed with articulation. So she's great, very poseable. Uh, the head sculpt on her is really nice. She sort of gives off a meadow soprano vibe. Uh, looking <laughs> at, and there's some really nice paint going on on her face just with her makeup and uh, there's a nice bit of gloss on her, the lenses of the goggles that she's got on and a really nice tampo it looks like going on with the atomic symbol uh, on her belt and she's pretty much, I'd, as far as I can tell, I think she's 100% new sculpt. Maybe just the upper biceps might be the only thing she shares with the female buck with Harley, but yeah, I, yeah, I think the whole idea of the buck here is interesting because these seem to have some, you know, unique sculpted um, pieces to them, and definitely it's not just the same, you know, uh, parts as Harley. Um, the which I think is a real going to be a real strength of this line. Mm. So, is her belt uh, a separate piece? It is, yeah. It yeah. is. Mine seems to be glued on, though. Is yours? Oh, yeah, it's right. It is glued on. But yeah, yeah. It's it not a like a loose belt. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. It's a, yeah, it is a separate piece of plastic that's been attached to. Attached to her. Yeah. Um, I like her, her hair, too, is done in a soft plastic. So she doesn't She doesn't have fantastic um, neck movement, but actually once she kind of play with the hair a little bit you can actually turn her head um mm. quite nicely because the the ha- the hair is a softer plastic so she's not like a character with long hair who then cannot you can't move the neck at all yeah very nice and nice sort of brown washes over that hair too yeah yep. bring out the sculpting there yep. in the back and she's got some cool accessories so uh the ryan Choi is maybe two inches high would you say he's yeah uh, and he's articulated but not super articulated so he's got swivels at the hips uh shoulders and uh swivel on the head uh, so sort of your star wars figure um articulation going on there but uh he's got a fair bit of paint it's his sort of original costume that he wore in his first appearance 
there around identity crisis, a nice little symbol on his belt. And the other great one is you get a tiny about inch uh, inch high uh, Ray Palmer Adam figure, and he comes with a bit of a display stand where you've got sort of the atomic energy bouncing around him and the little electrons uh, flowing through there that you sort of uh, plug into the base and plug him around in and fits in. So he makes a cool little display even though he's small that helps him sort of stand out there on the shelf um one of the things that i think is great about these is they've got the ankle rocker ankles and that just really um makes them quite stable um one of the things that i sometimes find frustrating about some of the dc universe classics females is because their you know legs are quite thin some of them are a little bit hard to stand up and keep stable, um, but neither of these figures we have any problem with. They're really, I think because they are a little bit smaller, they've got a lower center of gravity. I'm sure that helps. But they're, yeah. they're very poseable. It's really quite, um, yeah, quite good. So anything else we want to say about Atomica before we move on to Aquaman? Uh, I just don't have the box with me. Who was the sculptor on um, I, Sam Greenwell, who is the secondary sculptor on the bombshell statue line. Um, you know, Tim Miller mm-hmm. does most of them, but Sam Greenwell has done a few of those. So interesting. I'm not sure whether he is a digital or classic sculptor, um, but <laughs> yeah, interesting to, was that a cough or a laugh? Uh, it was just something in my throat then. Okay, no worries. I, just, I was like, I'm yep. not sure what's funny about that. Um, but God, the, the, head, the head sculpt on this is so nice, Atomica. I think that's really, really mm. nicely done. Mm. Um, quite yeah, a, I'll be I'll be in for this figure for sure once I uh, can find her at a decent price. <laughs> well, actually, that was one thing I forgot to mention. She's a bit of a weird one where uh, she was slightly more expensive than the other figures because she seems to come with the other Adams. Uh, so she was solicited through Diamond at $30 US when the rest were $25 oh, US. Okay. But depending on the comic store you go to, some have just priced them all at one price and other ones are pricing her separate from the other ones. So it could be worth looking around on her. So I have got uh, my first figure I'm doing is Aquaman. Uh, wow, what a shocking coincidence yeah. that I got him. Um, and this is sculpted by our friend Joe Mena, um, so who is a digital sculptor. And Joe's due for a return on the show. I've been chatting to him about having another chat at some point and specifically talking about action figure sculpting as opposed to the statue stuff that we talked about last time. Um so this one, I have to say, when I, in the solicits, I was kind of torn on the head sculpt just to whether I liked it or not. Uh, but in person, I really, I, I really do. It's different. One thing I really like about this is that it's not a. Um, I, I I don't think that he's trying to evoke any particular artist here. I think it's really more, mm. you know, just a a kind of a take on a, an Aquaman head sculpt and it's a bit different, but, but quite, quite good. Um, one thing about these figures that I do in terms of articulation compared to other lines that I do find odd is that there is no wrist, uh, hello, wrist, waist swivel. 
Um, mm. And these, I find like the chest crunch on the male figures, at least the two that we're reviewing tonight, isn't very, doesn't have a lot of movement in it. I don't know if yours are the same, Eddie. I have it a bit with Aquaman, but my uh, like lower chest crunch is actually fairly good on my Superman. Okay. All right. So the lower, the lower, you mean like the ab crunch or the? Ch- yeah. So the ab crunch. The ab crunch. Yeah, the ab crunch is fine on both of mine, but I find the chest crunch is pretty stiff. I'm not really getting a lot of movement. Ah, uh, yeah. No, that I do have a bit stiff. On yeah. Both yeah. Mine. So that does, you know, there's a good amount of articulation, uh, like a bit of movement here with what you can do in terms of legs and turning heads and things. But I am definitely missing that waist swivel. Um, just for a bit of uh, extra movement. Um, Aquaman comes with uh, his trident, comes with three sets of hands, so he comes with fists and then um, outstretched, thankfully, thank you, not swimming hands, um, (laughs) you know, uh, but just, you know, kind of outstretched hands and then holding hands so he can hold the trident in either hand. And then he comes with a swap out head that has a little, you know, underwater telepathy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) That he can put in it. Now I actually, as I was um, taking, doing the swap out head, the head swaps fine on mine. And then I was thinking, Hmm, I hope that the little hole here is actually big enough for the telepathy thing. And uh, only just, Mm. I had a little bit of trouble actually getting mine to stick in and stay. I don't know about yours, any? No, I actually had that problem, except I didn't notice it at first. I went to put it in and it did that thing, uh, like when you go to stick a straw in a primer or something, can the end of it just bent the opposite way as I went to, I was like, oh, did I just snap that? Is this thing? (laughs) No, it, it found it back easily. And then with just some, very light, easing it in. Uh, it's now uh, in there, uh, yeah. nice and tight and good. Yep. And I have to say, it's I, it, that is so fun. <laughs> like that that little. Yeah. Like, I've actually been displaying him with his head. Yeah. Uh, so with like an outstretched hand, sort of up towards his temple, and sending that signal. Yeah. It just works really well. Yeah. Maybe it just needs some sort of one-six scale blue whale. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I dare say I'll be buying a second one of these. Uh, you know, and they might end up on display at at work as well. Maybe with the little sonar head. Um, the sculpting of the scales is you know really really nice. Um, one thing, and again, you know, I'm not sure how much of this is painted and how much is cast. Um, but I do feel on mine that there's a bit of a difference in the shade of orange between the um, with the the chest crunch piece and the rest of him it looks a little bit lighter. So I don't know whether that's yeah. Actually... I, I think if I was trying to put my finger on it, I would say the top half underneath that um, sort of chest swivel area is almost more shinier than the yeah something lower part. Something for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that's interesting, if you look at the um, solicits of this in terms of paint, the green of his gloves and um, trousers in the solicits is very shiny, but the f- the finish in the 
actual um, piece is much more matte, um, which I actually quite like because I think it really accentuates the kind of metallic shininess of the um, scales on his uh, shirt. Um, so, yeah, this is a really, really fun figure. The only thing with the paint that I was a little more disappointed with, and this is a very small nitpick, but the shade of his eyebrows, I'm not 100% on. Uh, mine just seemed to be almost, there's almost like a tiny hint of green coming across. In his uh, eyebrows? In my, yeah. Okay. It's just hasn't really clicked in. That could just be on my one itself. That might just be yeah, no, um, near the end of the, the paint. The paint run, yeah. Um, bucket, <laughs> yeah, or or something there. But there's just something slightly – and as I said, this is really – like it's an eyebrow hair of a nitpick uh, <laughs> here that I'm splitting yeah. uh, through that. And that's just a sign of how great the figure actually is, that it's that little thing that makes me go like, oh. Very, very good fun. Yeah. And the trident sharp. You could actually like eat your dinner with this fork. Oh, sweet. <laughs> yeah. Easy done. So next one is me. And uh, you guys might not have heard of this character. She's a bit of an obscure one. Her name's Harley Quinn. Uh, she's the Joker's girlfriend. And this figure is based on her appearance in the event No Man's Land. Uh which is basically her classic costume from the animated series. So the red and black uh, jester outfit, which uh, is actually kind of nice. It's been a while since we kind of got a figure with this design uh, coming through, I think since the actual animated figures uh, was the last time. And it's very nicely done. So uh, her sculpting actually has little seams up the middle and down the back. Uh, her pom-poms uh, are very nicely sculpted, both on the jester head and her sort of collar area there. Her little Shakespearean collar um, puffs at her wrists uh, have been very nicely done. Uh, her little booties are quite nice and uh, sculpted there on her feet. And her makeup work is just really exceptional. I love um, the paintwork. Mm. they've done on her face here. So she does have that slight hint of blue uh, in her face makeup that they do often give her, but it, it's one where it's not overpowering uh, the white side of it there, which is very good because sometimes they can sort of lose uh, more into the blue than the white side. But she's got a lovely, very dark red uh, lipstick gloss going on. Uh, there's almost like a sparkle in her eye shadow that really helps her eyes uh, pop there and very stunning blue eyes and that just makeup work there is amazing. Her eyes are just piercing uh, from a distance. It's some of the best eye paint that I've seen done on a figure in quite some time. One thing that uh, just to be aware of if you are looking for this is that um, I think there was a bit of an issue with the mold on the head because almost every figure that I have seen has got either a bit of an issue or quite an issue with the top of the right domino mask. Um, <clears throat> I thankfully was able to choose um, the one that I got because there were a couple that were uh, had quite a big like black blop on the 
top of the the mask on the right side. So uh, it's a, a painting issue? Or? Uh, I don't know if it's a painting issue or... I feel like it's just a, a mold issue because there's just so many that I've seen in the same way. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe it's it's sort of over, like it's overly large and then the painter has just yeah. s- stuck to it and, and therefore it looks really awkward. Yeah, possible. And then I've seen them in a couple of other places um, as well and... You know, uh, the last place I saw, there were none of none of the ones there I would have been happy with. So, just be aware of that if you're. Fine. I think I got lucky because I can't see anything with a domino mask. I don't want to look too hard in case I then do see it, and then I can never unsee it. Yeah. Oh well, the one I've seen some that you would you'd be able to see from a mile away. They've got yeah. like a big. They look like she's got a giant mole on her eyebrow or something like. Pretty bad. So. Easy then. Uh, and accessory-wise, uh, she comes with uh, four sets of hands. So we've got uh, a open hand for a mallet, a hand open that can have her gun. Oh, actually, five hands. So there's two hands for the mallet, a red hand and a black hand, depending on uh, which arm you want to hold the mallet in. There's one black hand that can hold her pistol gun. And uh, we've also got some fists hands. So, and also she has the mallet and the uh, sort of corked pop gun uh, revolver there too. So some classic pieces of her artillery there as well. Good. Sculpted mm. by Paul Harding. Nice. Nice work, Paul. Yeah. Mm. I, I One of the things I love about this is that the mallet is quite light. And so, like, often with a Harley figure with the mallet, you can't do as much with it as you'd like to because the mallet's so heavy that you can't really hold it up high or whatever. But the mallet, this is quite light, and so it doesn't actually... Um, overly affect the balance of the figure so you can pose her um with it this i think this is probably actually my favorite harley quinn action figure i would actually agree with that quite easily and this mallet would be one of the reasons as you were saying it's so light you can get her um holding it in some really good poses without it tipping her so she can have it outstretched Uh, i'm really enjoying posing her with it sort of um on her shoulder so yep. she can have it on one hand and it's either yep. slumping over the shoulder or the back and having the other hand looping around the top and just, yeah, really. She's probably been the one I've been most just picking up and playing with um, as I go about uh, on the desk there as they're sitting through. She's a good one to pick up and move around, and I can't wait to have a joker there yes. to pose her around with. Yeah, very good. And then I've got the last figure of the wave, and this is Superman. And um, this is sculpted by Eric Sosa. Um, <clears throat> I have to say this is probably the, my least favorite of the the wave. Um, no, I, th- there's nothing terribly wrong with it. It's just I'm not sure that it's really knocking Superman out of the park in the way that I think they did with Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, the This comes with... What what is this computer thing that he's come with? Please help uh, me. So that's one of his Fortress of Solitude yeah. robots. Okay, radio. That he had around in the burn run. Okay, very good. So this, and he comes then with uh, fists and a, a, a set of open palms as well as the, the Fortress of Solitude robot. Um, the head sculpt is a little bit nondescript, 
Um, these are not expressive. Like that's you know the one the only thing maybe that going back to Aquaman and uh, Harley that you know the only thing if I was going to chip on them might be that the the faces are a little bit blank or maybe the eyes aren't quite expressive enough. But um, that that they're fine. But the Superman one, I'm I'm not, not I'm really sold on this head sculpt. I don't know what you think. Uh, there's parts of it I like. I really like his little Jerry curl. Uh, that he's <laughs> rocking there. It actually yeah. comes out of the sculpt and it is, yeah, uh, yeah. things there, which is uh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, I do like they've slightly given him the hint of dimples that the burn Superman had there. Um, they're not overly present, but there's that little bit of uh, sculpting going on along his jawline. Uh, but it also feels like a little bit of a narrow, um, slightly gaunt face that, isn't hmm. overly Superman. Like I would yeah. have preferred him to have maybe a, a slightly bigger head or a more uh, square jaw going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing that I find odd about this sculpt is that his biceps are just enormous, um, and but kind of out of proportion to the actual ball joint of the shoulder and then the lower arms. So. It just when you kind of look at the arm as a a unit, it just doesn't flow very nicely. There's a really mm-hmm. like his biceps are um, have got kind of a weird edge to them that doesn't look natural. Yeah, I um I actually don't mind the biceps. It's more yeah how they fit in with his lower arms and the ball jointed shoulders like for me the ball jointed shoulders are almost if you pulled them back maybe a little bit uh it would flow okay yeah a bit better um there because that's almost the widest part of his body is um the muscle there in the top of the shoulder as it's coming around yeah uh but that's yeah i i don't like i don't dislike them as individual pieces but combined yeah uh, as you're saying, it doesn't quite work in. And considering his chest is about as narrow as the other male characters, mm, mm. Uh, that doesn't help them blend in uh, too much either. Yeah, yeah. But his, um, how, what did you think of the S-Shield? Because that so, I'm a bit mixed on. It stands out and it's nice and prominent there, and I do like that. But being pretty much the only glossy thing on him, it feels slightly out of place at the same time. Yeah, so it's not just painted on, it's definitely, it's, it's almost like it, they've sculpted a raised space for it and then put it on with a tempo. And it is, like you said, it's quite shiny, and so it is really prominent, um, it, particularly when the rest of it is matte. You know, I'm, I'm pleased um, the cape, ha- it, it, they've done a really nice job with the capes on these of their sole, they, they've got substance to them, but they're quite flexible and he does have the s symbol on the cape and again there's a raised space for it it's not just painted on um which is you know really good um his boots actually have got a bit of gloss on the paint so oh yeah that's true yeah there you go so i don't know it's just not i'm i'm hoping that this will grow on me but whereas yeah it's, it's probably I don't know. I think maybe it's something about the head sculpt, like you said. The face is is quite narrow, and um, I don't feel like it's 
the definitive Superman in the way that you yeah. might like in this line. I'm not feeling this one at all. I can see why, you know, you've ranked it four out of the four. It's just, it's, I don't know, it's awkward. Yeah. And I can't see the, like, the more I look at the Aquaman, I know I was saying before, I'm not sure if I see a real influence, but you can almost see kind of a Kurt Swan sort of, you know, feel in the Aquaman yeah. sculpt. Um, whereas if this is based on John Byrne stuff, I don't really see that a John Byrne Superman there at all, except in the, um, but look, I mean, we're, we're really, we're picking, these are great figures. Yeah. We're really, like, yeah. I'm like if you were still here. trying to get, if you were someone to was to come to and go like, ah, oh, yeah, I really want to get a just basic Superman figure. This might still be the best one on the shelves currently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to pick up and buy, and he does have good articulation and fitting in with the rest of the icons. Uh, yeah. It's not like he's that horrible and sticks out oh, like a no, sore thumb. He easily blends in as your Superman there. And uh, if one figure in the wave had to be slightly not the best, uh, I'm actually kind of glad it's a character like Superman because. I'm sure we're going to get other ones exactly. uh, down yeah. the line to come through. It's not like, say, if Atomica had been a bit off, yeah. you know, chances are that's going to be the that's only it. Atomica yeah. Yeah. we're going to get. First show. Well, I'm I'm so um, enjoying collecting this line. I really, you know, I think the, the thing that um, definitely put a spanner in the works in terms of people's idea of collecting it is the scale. Like, these are true six-inch um you know, figures, they're not that kind of six and a half, seven inch that we have become used to. They don't scale nicely with other DC stuff, either your DC Universe Classics or the DC Collectibles New 52 stuff. And um, I'm still, I still scratch my head a bit about that choice. Having said that, I actually really like this scale. Um, you know, I, th- I think they're, uh, easy to pose they are easy to balance um yeah there's uh, something that i really can't put my finger on that i'm actually just really enjoying about these figures and the next uh the next wave is a wave of only three joker john stewart and firestorm but all look great and i've got my fingers crossed for some um reveals of uh you know, Atomica is the only character that we've had in this line so far that is a first-time figure. I'd love to see them go a little bit more out of the box in the next mm-hmm. the next set. Just you know, mm-hmm. throw something in there that makes us go, "Ooh!" Yeah. Well, we got some cool ones coming. Like we got Grail coming with the dark side two true, pack yes, and true, yeah. uh, the Batgirl with the Bat Cycle. Yeah, setup should be. Yeah, good and yeah, I'm sure San Diego. Although uh, I don't have we talked about it on the show. The rumors about DC collectibles might be merging in with WB. No, so yeah, so that's that's some. I mean, it's not anything we really cover here because it is um, a bit of movie rumor news. But there seems to be um, some strong talk that DC collectibles might be merging in with Warner Brother Consumers, which is the Warner Brother Studios licensing and that could uh have some effects for dc collectibles going down the line but uh or it could be one of those things where it merges up and the people at dc collectibles report to someone else and the day just carries on like normal but uh hopefully uh 
anything that goes on behind the scenes doesn't affect uh, future stuff coming from their line when they're just starting to find a very good stride. Yes, please. Mm. Interesting. Very good. All right. Well, it's always nice to uh, yeah just sit back and have a listen, and uh, I think you guys are selling <coughs> selling those quite well. So. Yeah, DC right. is a commission. That's right. <laughs> yes. All right. <clears throat> Thank you, gentlemen. That wraps up our discussion topic, and we'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Automorphine Power Rangers. This is Zordon. It's morphine time. Evil space aliens are approaching your location. Combine your weapons. It's your only hope. Karate action, Power Rangers. Use your hand-to-hand fighting abilities. Block, chop, and kick. Protect the Earth from evil space aliens. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers from Bandai. Grab the power. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, you can email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com and you may just hear it read out. And speaking of reading out, uh, Justin, you've got some feedback. Yeah, so this comes from the forums and it's from Eric's a good friend. And this is about the, pardon me, the... Um, Podcast episode 224, uh, John's writing the one with a skull face, a Vulcan, and some gals. <laughs> he writes, I have to confess that there were two moments in the last episode where I actually burst out laughing out loud while doing my daily commute. Uh, one was right at the start when Eddie reveals a special guest doing the show's intro and later on when you guys gave a red card to the other mitt. Uh, also, I enjoyed very much the Spock review. That is something I could actually go for. Cheers. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad one person finds me funny. (laughs) We all find you funny. Yeah, but not in my actual sense of humor way, just more. (laughs) (laughs) Like funny, funny, uh, odd. Like funny, haha. Like funny, like a clown. Uh I amuse you. All right. Somebody read out our last piece of feedback. Yeah, so I've got a piece from Twitter, and it comes from Peter, and he says, uh, Action Figure Blues, just when the week is feeling too long, your podcast swoops in to help me get through Thursday. Hashtag like clockwork. Hashtag thanks. And that's, uh, thank you for that, passing that on. That's uh uh, part of the reason we do it is to help make people's weeks a slight bit brighter. Uh, but I got to give big credit to it's all uh, very much uh, Scotty's work that gets it out on time uh, every week <laughs> with his hard editing uh, through the hard which, editing. Hard, hard editing. editing. That's right. No soft editing yep. here at the FP podcast. <laughs> no. Hard edit. Go hard or go it's, home. Um, That's right. Yeah. He does a wonderful job making sure it's there and ready to go each one and we've hit that such a good streak that now if it one was to be missed i think that I would know. be yeah <laughs> catastrophic That's, well it's the um the routine uh, one thing that we've gotten uh, very good at is being recording something that doesn't need stacks of editing so that actually helps a lot um but yeah it's you know it's a habit now. I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have a podcast to edit. So that's right. Like I do the uh, the script on Friday morning, just like clockwork. That's right. Mm. It is. It, it and I always think I should do the script so that 
Ben doesn't have to do one one week and then I always forget. <laughs> Just yeah. like clockwork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's the way it is. All right, guys. <clears throat> My voice is failing me. Oh, you poor so, thing. Let's go to bed. It's time to say farewell. Now's the time to say goodbye to all the family. We'll see you all next week. M-I-C. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Well. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, the Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. We can do this thing when you're ready to do this thing. <clears throat> we can do this thing. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right. Let's get ready to podcast. <clears throat> Finally gave in and I'm on antibiotics now. Oh, wow. That was um, a good thing you didn't infection. rush or anything. <clears throat> then the original yeah. release. I, I was actually impressed with this one. I, normally I try to sort of do a few comparisons to make sure I... I don't get any uh, dodgy eyes or anything. Oh, did we just lose Ben? <laughs> Doing it's so all right. Well. When he's not talking, we can cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> the fish mocha shake is typing. We heard a person talk about Star Wars cry out and then silent. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, DC collectibles, DC icons are moving along at a very nice pace. We are up to wave three, and both Scotty and Eddie have uh, dipped their toes in this particular pond, and they're going to review the new. The new zoo <sighs> <laughs> review. In five. Join us two. Four. Three. <laughs> Sorry, that was Aquaman falling over. That's right. Only because I was playing with Atomica, not because he's not stable.